two, and we're here today on the Sports Realize podcast. And I'm here with my friend and teammate, Brooke Porter. Hey guys, um, I'm Brooke, and our topic for today is called Passion for the Game. But before we jump into that, we're going to give a little bit of introduction of who we are and how we got here. Yeah, so Brooke and I have been college soccer teammates now for four years. We both went to Westmont College and have um, just been on the team together. We have this tradition uh, in our program uh, called Mucks, where when you first arrive at school, um, we go through this little ceremony and the mucker gods, we call them, choose one person in your class that's going to be basically your accountability partner. They're going to be the one who checks to make sure that you're on time, that make sure that you're wearing all the right things, the right gear. And so basically, uh, Brooke is my muck. I'm her muck. We're each other's uh, mucks. And that just like creates a special bond on our team um, from the very beginning of the program throughout your entire four years. And yeah, basically, we're just best friends for life now um, on and off the field. And yeah, so we just want to share a little bit about what soccer has meant to us and where it's brought us in our lives and why we love it so much and um, just about the relationships we've been able to build through it. Um, so I'm just going to hand over to Brooke. She can tell you a little bit more about her story and how she got to where she is today. All right. So I started playing soccer when I was in middle school. So right around 13, 14 years old. And I played all of high school. Um, it really became kind of my escape. It's something that, um, I just loved and, I just had this deep-rooted passion for the game. I don't know. And there was very few things that made me feel quite as alive as when I was playing soccer. And I think this just kind of carried me through my four years of high school was whenever I was having a bad day, I'd play soccer. Whenever I was excited, I'd play soccer. Um, It's the way I built friendships. It's the way I talked to people. My My whole friend group was basically my teammates. And so really in those four years of high school, soccer became my ultimate identity. It was who I was, what I loved, all I talk about, um, which for, for, the, for good and bad, um, I definitely say uh, it could borderline be um, an obsession, but that's fine. Um, and <laughs> that brings me to my junior year of high school. You know, you're going into your senior year. You're super stoked. This is the year I was captain of my high school team, uh, the leader, like the team was kind of built around me and I kind of had a big ego, I'm not going to lie to you. And going into my senior year, um, I was playing for my club team and I tore my ACL. Now, this was absolutely devastating for me, especially that um, in that period of time because that was my identity. And when that was taken away, I went through this couple years of this whole year of not really knowing who I was and it was hard. I think I I really had to soul search and find what my purpose is, who I was outside of soccer and that's not easy when you've built this whole facade as to who you are based off one thing. And so yeah, that was really really hard for me, but I got through it. I grinded on the physical therapy and I ended up coming back. Um, this was right about the time that 
uh, I was recruiting for college, which kind of put a big blow to my plans because I wanted to go to a big school, play D1 soccer, live the dream kind of deal. But when you tear your ACL in the middle of recruiting, a lot of doors get closed. So um, needless to say, I ended up not getting very many off offers, or at least a lot of the offers I did get were pulled away because they couldn't guarantee me a spot now that I was injured. And lo and behold, Westmont College didn't have that. They were super supportive and were like, yeah, no, we still want you. We, we are willing to keep your scholarship intact. Like, we believe that you're going to get back from this. And that was really the motivation and the encouragement I need for me to say, like, yes, this is the kind of place I want to be. And so I did all my recruiting, said, you know what, senior year, I guess that's not going to be not going to be for me. So I'm just going to focus on freshman year of college. I'm going to come in. I'm going to start. It's going to be awesome. They're going to think I'm good. I'm going to build friends and they're going to respect me. And I had this whole idea of what my freshman year was going to look like. Um, and I focused all my effort and attention onto that. And then I got there very first day of training camp and I go to our uh, doctor because we had to do like uh, ortho screening on that very first day to make sure we were uh, healthy and ready to play. And he told me, ooh, I actually don't think you can play. You need another surgery. You tore your meniscus and your MCL. You need, you need to stop right there. And so I was stunned. <laughs> Needless to say, like, I, I was so mad that my senior year got taken away and now my freshman year would be taken away too. And so I kind of fell into that same pattern of being bitter. I didn't talk to very many people. I kind of self-isolated. Um, and I'd say at the probably the best thing that came out of freshman year was my relationships with my class. So people like Maddie who came along and kind of walked with me through those like dark days is what I call them. But that, that was what I held on to in the midst of a really trying time. Um, but again, I said, you know what? I love the game. I want to play. I'm not going to be done. This is not the end of my story. So what I did was grind through PT some more, back to the, back to the grind in the training room every day, and with the, with, the, with the goal of eventually going back to soccer. And so my freshman spring, I came back. Um, very first game back was our alumni game and my first 15 minutes of being in the game I was having a blast like connecting passing like running all over the place probably a little disorganized but whatever and I took a shot and ended up tearing my ACL again um I scored just throwing that out there but I, I guess <laughs> I guess that's not important um so that took me out of my entire sophomore year because I, when you tear your ACL again, um, that's a whole year process. So I didn't play at all my sophomore year, which was a bummer. But again, at, at this point in my career, I had good relationships with my teammates. Uh, my class were all super supportive. Um, and this is where I was really finding my own faith in the Lord and kind of having to lean on that through this time, which was really, which was really good because I think freshman year, whereas I became really bitter and angry that it was happening to me, I think sophomore year, I was able to get out of myself a little bit and realize that there is something greater that I'm living for. Um, so while it was still incredibly difficult, I think that um, I, I wasn't as 
uh, miserable as I was freshman year. Um, and so junior year came around and I played the first game, went super well, was so stoked, finally being out there with my teammates. Um, this was this is what I dreamed for and what I what I wanted for so long. I finally had it. And so um, the second game of our season uh, was was against UCSB under the lights, like the adrenaline was pumping. Like this was this was gonna be my first real like real college game, and I was so stoked about it. And halfway through the game, I make a pass and I step forward, and one of the opponents slid in. Uh, breaking my fibula and tearing some ankle ligaments and so I had to get ambulanced off the field and I just remember thinking not again this can't possibly happen to me again um, and so I went to the doctors and had to have surgery had a plate put into my leg that's like six inches I don't know if that's six inches but um, and then they had to reconstruct my ankle and so that took me out all of junior year. Needless to say, I was devastated. But again, at this point in my life, I knew I couldn't give up. I couldn't call it quits. I couldn't give in, put in my boots and walk away because I love the game. And I needed, somewhere deep inside me, I had this need, like, I need to play. I, need to, I owe it to myself to play one season, one game, um, whatever that may look like, I can't be done. And, and again, I had such an encouraging group and community around me. Like Westmont had such an amazing community built to support me through through it all. And I will forever be thankful for that. But also like my muck and my teammates um, would rally constantly. I had girls write my number on their wrist. And every time they played, they'd tell me like, I'm playing for you. And so those kind of things like stick with you being injured because you really like it's hard. Like like I said, when you don't get to do what you're passionate about and live out your dream, that's really that's a really hard place to be. But I, I'd say through it, I learned more about myself than I think I ever have playing soccer. And I I've grown so much as a person through my injuries. But um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Thankfully for me, this last year was my senior year, and I made it through the entire season. No injuries, thank God. Um, it was it was all all I could ask for, you know. I I gotta live my dream and do it with the people I love, and I think the memories that I made this season made it all worth it. I th I look back and I would do it all over again if I would I would make the same decisions. I'd keep coming back because this season playing with my best friends it meant the world to me. So. Yeah, that's kind of a little bit about my journey and um, lots of lots of surgeries and lots of injuries. But at the end of the day, my faith is stronger for it. And I feel like I'm just a stronger person for it. So that's a little bit of my story. Um, Muck, what about you? Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I just like reflect on that whole story and being there for a lot of it. Um, I don't know. I'm just so thankful to been there and walked with you through it and to have gotten this last season with you um getting to play together was such a gift and so amazing I have chills just thinking about it um we just dreamed about it for so long and for like the Lord to give us that was just like so special um but yeah I'll just tell you guys a little bit about my journey with soccer it's quite different um 
there's no like comparison or anything. We just have different um, journeys. And I think that we both were able to support each other through our college careers in like really different ways. Like even when Brooke like got hurt, like she was still there, like being my number one fan, like during every game. And I just like appreciated that so much. So yeah, just to start, like, um, I go, I go way back because I was born into a soccer family. So my father actually, he played, uh, for the Charlotte Eagles. Shout out to people from there. If you're listening, um, it's actually how I got connected to this podcast. But so my father played for the, uh, Charlotte Eagles. Um, and, then basically my family was a soccer family growing up and I have three siblings so it was always like 2v2 in the yard we have full-size nets just in our side yard and we would be out there almost every single day just playing you know getting in fights just being up on each other trying to tell each other who's better um it's just like it's what my family did like we watch soccer we talk about soccer we play soccer um just we 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 live it and that's kind of what we're known for um and so yeah kind of similarly just growing up like I didn't have any other dream but to play professional like I wanted to be Mia Hamm like a lot of other girls like that's all I wanted that's all I dreamed of um and so I would definitely say like I grew up and found my identity in soccer among other things like I'm definitely a perfectionist and in some ways like I just have this desire to be the best and in some ways that's really good and drives me um to just perform with excellence but in other ways I think if it becomes too big and that's where you find your whole worth it can be something that's um just dangerous and ultimately not fulfilling because um I think we can both say that we found that like nothing in this world can provide us with that worth. Even when you are on a mountaintop, even when you've gotten what you wanted, like you still know that there's something like missing. And for me, it really came like in high school when soccer was like everything for me. And I got introduced to this ministry, um, Missionary Athletes International. And I had this opportunity to go to Brazil and to play soccer for three weeks. Um, it was like a Christian mission soccer trip. Like nothing else was more up my alley. Like felt super cold, so excited. And so I raised the funds. I tell everyone I'm going and I head to Brazil. And while I'm there, I just got introduced to a completely new way of looking at soccer. Like soccer is my passion but why is it my passion and how can god be using it for a greater purpose and so i really really began to see what that meant i had always said like oh i play for god's glory but i really didn't know what that meant until i went to brazil and i met people that just loved the game and loved the lord so much and held those two things um in such a beautiful relationship and then were able to use soccer as a way to connect with people and a way to actually share their faith with people. And just the boldness that I saw um, just inspired me so much and just made me fall in love even more with the game, but especially uh, more with the Lord and just wanting to give my full life and my full heart to Him and just to use all of those gifts that He had given me and just give them back to Him as um, 
a sacrifice, as a blessing, as a way to say thank you. And so, um, yeah, that was a huge pivotal moment in both my soccer and faith journeys. And I was blessed to go back again um, the next year and just grow in, um, you know, skills and also just leadership and just kind of putting those things that I learned into practice. And then, um, yeah, so that was just totally uh, formational and like who I was and how I saw myself as a player. And then I, you know, went through the recruiting process, found Westmont College. For you guys who don't know, I just want to give you guys a little bit of geography. Westmont College is Santa Barbara, California. So um, I'm actually from Massachusetts. Brooke is from San Bernardino, California. So we met um, at this school in, in Southern California. And it's a beautiful place. I was definitely attracted by just like the mountains and the beach and everything. But I think we both can attest to just like the special community that is there. And I went there for the soccer 100%. I went there for the beach and the mountains and everything. Um, but when I got there, like, it was a real family. And you were who you are as a player, um, but you're actually valued who you are as a person. And I think that just the faith aspect of having um, that so much um, present and a part of everything that we tried to do in the program was just so special and so unique and um really just built into us as women that we are just um worth it and we have dignity and yeah that we can just come alongside each other and push each other to be the best that we can be in a way that's uplifting and in a way that competition makes us better as um individuals and um doesn't cause us to bring each other down in any way um so yeah continuing on with my journey with soccer I have just been really blessed um in that it's really taken me around the world and allowed me to just experience different cultures and different people um different parts of the U.S. as well as different countries around the world so um after my sophomore year of college I spent the summer in Chicago. Um, actually, the first two weeks were back in Brazil, and then the next six weeks I was in Chicago. And I was, again, working with Missionary Athletes International, and here was just another opportunity that I got to um, really just um, live out my faith as I was improving and enjoying the game of soccer. So the structure of it was, again, a mission trip where we got to go to Brazil and just experience the culture and share about our faith and learn from the people. And then the rest of the summer, we were playing in a under-23 league in the Chicago area, and also we were coaching camps for kids in all different parts of Chicago. So it was just, like, super cool to um, meet people who shared that same passion for faith and for soccer and to just use that actively um every day and going out there and just building relationships with these kids who looked up to us because we were college soccer players and to be just examples and showing them that like yeah soccer is great and you, if you work hard you can achieve your goals and you can be so so good and all these things but at the same time like we just wanted to show christ's love to them every day as we went out there and just show them that like 
they are worth it as people um, and just be good examples for them. So super blessed by that. And then just a few other things that I've been able to do through soccer. Um, Brooke and I actually got to go to Kenya and Uganda, partnering with Sports Outreach uh, last May. So that was really, really special. Um, Again, just able to connect with the community uh, through the sport that we love. Um, I'm sure she'll, I think she's going to talk about a little bit more later. Um, And then I got to spend the rest of that summer in Charlotte um, playing for a WPSL um, semi-professional team. Um, Another part of Missionary Athletes International. But this is basically like um, the level above college And so it was just an amazing opportunity to play at the highest level that I had ever been able to and just connect with girls from different programs all around the country um, and just share, again, our love for soccer and then also our love for the Lord. Like, it was super cool. I was um, entrusted to lead a small group and lead Bible study study with some of my teammates. And just having us come from different programs from all over the country, it was really cool to just come together together. And coming from a small Christian school, I got to share kind of the things I love about my community, but it's so different than some of the girls coming from like a, from big D1 programs and just the different challenges that come with that and the different awesome parts of that too. It's just like really cool to just ask each other. So like, how do you live out your faith every day um, in your soccer environment? And to just encourage one another and pray for one another and just to hear each other's stories. Um. Yeah, and so uh, this last fall was my final college season. Um, It was amazing. Um, Like we said, Brooke and I got to play together for the first time for a full season, and it was such a blessing. Um, And we did really well. Um, We're super proud of our team and how we performed. Um, And then I actually graduated from Westmont in the fall. So I graduated in December, and I was just kind of – I had no idea what was coming next. I knew that I still loved the game. I knew that my heart was still in it. Um, But I didn't have any clear direction, and I hadn't pursued um, any opportunities actively. And so I was just trusting the Lord completely. Like, at that stage in my life, I had, like, so many questions. Um, I was going through, actually, a really difficult time, and I just didn't know how soccer was going to fit into it if I needed to just lay it down and move on with my life. Um, but you know, on a whim, I thought, oh, why don't I just put my name in the NWSL draft just to see what could happen? Um, I knew there's super small chance and I actually, I, I didn't get drafted. So that's not what I'm saying, but through my just decision to do that off a whim, just saying who knows what could happen. Um, I actually was recruited by a professional team in Lugano, Switzerland. Um, They saw that I have American and Swiss citizenship, and they saw my highlight video, and they just reached out. And it was such a unique time because I had actually just finished college, and most of everyone else my age was still in college. So not only did I have citizenship, but I didn't have anything keeping me in the U.S., and It was really cool. Actually, I was already in Europe because I had taken a trip just um, to kind of get some space and get some family support. And I have family living in France and Switzerland. So I had in January just taken a trip and I'm visiting my grandparents in France when I get this call from the club president 
um, just asking me to come for a tryout. And so I basically changed all my plans and I just head to Lugano, Switzerland for a week. Um, I wasn't in shape. I was just still recovering from the fall, like mentally, physically. I was like, had, you know, just been jogging now and then. And I just show up and I just said like, Lord, you do what you want to do here. Cause I didn't know this was coming in any way. Um, basically like the tryout went great and they offered me a spot and I was able to sign for them in February. So yeah, currently, um, so basically I was able to play two games with them, um, which was so fun and so amazing. Um, and then once the virus hit, our season was suspended. And so since March and then now actually this week, it was officially, officially canceled. So yeah, it's a bummer, um, for sure, but just the way everything came together um, was just so amazing and so cool and so directly from the Lord that I've been able to just continue um, to see him guiding me uh, step by step. And I, like I said, I was almost done with soccer in the winter, but I was so pumped up by this opportunity and just the experience I had with the girls in Lugano like seriously they were so welcoming and so kind and just I built instant friendships with them and just so many things that I really needed at the time like the Lord provided and so all, all that to say is I'm totally on fire to try to come back next season whenever that happens that would hopefully be mid-July but we're not sure um, if everything will start on time. But so, yeah, my plan as of now is to just come back um, and try to give it another go. Wow, Mike, that's so encouraging. I love just listening to you talk about, like, your story and how God really just guides your way and opens some doors and others close. But it's really encouraging for me to hear how, like, faithful you've been throughout the whole process and uh, what what an encouragement that was. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, so now we just want to talk a little bit about, uh, more specifically, the theme of our passion for the game and really what that's meant to both of us and how it's developed over time. So my first question for you, Brooke, is just how has soccer been a tool for connection and for cultivating relationships and just how that ties into your faith? Sure. So <clears throat> being injured for three out of your four of your college career is not ideal, but I will definitely say it's given me such a platform to speak into other girls' lives, especially those who do end up getting injured. I think it being such a hard time for anyone and how frequently it happens, especially ACLs in the girls' game, I think that's such a common thing. Um, it, it really has allowed me to kind of be able to minister to that and speak to that and come alongside of my teammates and say, like, I know what you're going through and I know it's hard, but I, I know at the end of the day, like the Lord is still good and the Lord has you and will walk with you through this. Um, so I really think throughout my college career, that has been something that's been super important to me and something that I've been really able to lean into is building, building relationships through injury. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but um, at the end of the day, anyone who gets injured, our goal is one day to get back to the field. And so kind of being able to encourage my teammates to 
keep keep fighting and keep pushing for that while also like finding purpose and finding their identity outside and in the Lord. I think that's something that the Lord has really called me to. Um, and honestly, I've met some of my best friends through that and have really built really deep and intimate relationships with my teammates through that. Um, and that's honestly what really brought me. So because I have so much el- eligibility, um, I kind of talked to my coaching staff and they made it possible for me to come back one more season for like a fifth year um, to play again. And I don't know, I, I went back and forth. Obviously, my heart's in it. I love the game and I wanted to play with all my heart. But at the same time, when you've gone through five surgeries, there, there's a little bit of give and take there. So when I was really thinking about it and really praying about it, I didn't really know what I was going to do. And um, I just felt this call in my heart that the Lord's like, you're not done yet there's still purpose. You still need to be on this team. And so I was like, okay, Lord, like, here we go. Like, I'm going to, let's just do this um, and put my trust in you and hope for the best. And so I decided to stay one more season, even though my class is graduating. And the crazy thing is um, the first, so we're in spring season now. And towards the end of the spring season, I get a call from one of my teammates who just retore her ACL um, for the second time. And she was obviously devastated. And she called me and was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, how to process this, how to deal with this and how to walk through this. And I mean, that's like that. I found my purpose was like, this is why I'm supposed to be here. And so I was able to talk her through it and I don't have the answers and I'll never say that I I have it all figured out because I don't. And honestly, every situation is different, but I was able to say, I know what you're going through and you're going to get through this. And I promise you, I'll walk every step of the way with you. And so, I don't know, it's been crazy because I really feel like if that's all I, all that I have for this season is to be a good teammate to, and good friend to her, then it's worth it. And so I think that's something that um, I've seen soccer be able to allow me to create these deeper connections. And honestly, like, it's really impacted my own faith. And Uh, it's changed who I am and realizing that I'm more than just a soccer player and more than just the stats that I produce on the field, like through injury um, and through soccer, I have seen um, a lot of relationships really, really begin to form. So great. And I can just be a testament to Brooke on our team. Like there's so many girls that feel comfortable going to her and just like getting coffee with her or just, you know, pouring their heart out to her because of what she's been through and honestly, Brooke's not even that, like, emotional. She probably doesn't even like it. Like, she's like, you know, let me do my own thing. But <laughs> every time, like, she is always there. And she always shows up. And she's always just, like, that person that, like, people can go to. And from someone who's just maybe, like, plays a different role on the team, uh, maybe, like, uh, just who plays, like, a lot of minutes, it's really hard for, like, a freshman who's really struggling to kind of like bond and open up about certain things that they're experiencing. But when there's an upperclassman who's like been through so much um, just adversity and stuck through it and like knows what the darkest days feel like, like there's that uh, accessibility that's just been so cool to see. And just, I don't know, it's awesome to see the Lord like use your your gifts in that way. Uh, Thanks, Mike. Always so, so kind. 
Um, but back to you, I know you're also super passionate about building those relationships and how to, how have you seen that play out, um, especially in Switzerland? Yeah. Um, I'm just like super excited to share about this just because like I said, like I'm such a planner and I didn't plan any of this. And so, um, just feeling the Lord, um, open each door and bring me, um, each step of the way. Um, I think it just helped me to really trust him and, and just kind of like begin to trust him again and to just like grow in kind of the way I even see relationships because I think that every relationship like the Lord places in our lives is an opportunity to one like share the love of Christ but also to receive the love of Christ because in our human react like interactions like we both like reflect the image of God and it's just been so cool with all these new people that I've met to just like build those friendships and see like other people's gifts and talents and just to really appreciate them and um you know bond on the field with a lot of girls then also off the field um and so yeah as as I've kind of started this next chapter of soccer for me um I just like I've had a really a, a few really cool opportunities um I was living in a house with six girls. Um, we were from Norway, Sweden, New Zealand, uh, England, me being from the U.S., um, Italy. We were from all over the place. And thank God they spoke English. I was so blessed that we were all able to communicate in English. Um, but, yeah, just going from, like, one team where we're all back in my college team, all pretty similar, you know, we all have our faith in common, well, like these common cultural things and these expectations. And then moving into a house with these six girls from different countries in Europe is crazy. It's like really different. And I was, oh, I was pretty scared. I'm not going to lie, but I was blown away. Like these girls were so welcoming, so kind. Like I, I just like couldn't believe it. And um, just like, I think hospitality is so close to the Lord's heart, but it was like so cool to see them exemplify that to me. Um, and in this stage of my life too, so this is back in the winter, like I was actually personally like really, really struggling and really broken. Um, I had just gone through like really hard heartbreak and I just like, I don't know, every day was really hard, but to just like come into this new place and to build these new relationships and to actually find that a lot of the girls were going through really similar things was like incredible and we were able to just come alongside each other and like over the course of a few weeks like open up and say like hey I'm really broken and then they would be like hey I'm really broken and it really just took like whenever I had that courage to be like vulnerable and like honest and like break down the facade of having it all together like that connection that we were able to build was like really amazing um and kind of just sharing like how did you get through it how did you get through it um was just such a godsend and I just also felt so much purpose in um just having like my faith and like knowing that some of these girls didn't and just being able to say like how I get through it is I trust God like and for some of them, that's completely new, you know, and just to have like a few girls ask me, like, you always talk about like God's plan. Like, what does that, what does that even mean? You know, I mean, it's just so cool to be able to like share where I find uh, my, my uh, security and my hope and trust in the dark moments um, and to hear about just like what they've been through. So that would, I would say would be like part one of just 
how um, I was able to be used and also how the Lord was just ministering to my heart um, during that period. And then also, I just wanted to share a little bit about um, ever since quarantine started, I actually moved uh, from Lugano, Switzerland to another part of Switzerland, about four hours away. Um, I'm actually in a completely different part. Here they speak German and French. In Lugano, they speak Italian. So culturally, um, linguistically, everything's different. But um, I'm in like a small farming village. I'm staying with some extended family. And it's so beautiful here. I'm super blessed to be here for sure. Um, And so it didn't take long for me to find this soccer field in the middle of the village. And it has been the biggest blessing. Like, at first, I was just going out there by myself, like, every day, you know, it was like, quarantine, I'm gonna work on my juggling, work on my heading, like, my coach told me I'm awful at heading, like, <laughs> that was gonna get so much better, like, that was my goal, you know, and then, like, slowly, I don't know, I didn't even notice it at first, you know, like, I would just meet someone, and I'd meet someone else, and Honestly, it's a blessing. These people speak English, and it's incredible because um, I'm struggling with the language. But um, now it's just developed into something where every time I go out to that field, like, I'm either going to see someone that I've built a relationship with or I'm going to meet someone new. And the Lord just totally, like, changed my perspective with it. And he's been like, you know, like, pray over that field and be excited about who I'm going to bring into your life today. And it's just totally shifted and like this gift of soccer that I'm able to continue playing. And even though my season is canceled and that like really sucks, like the game of soccer has continued to bring so much joy into my life. Like every day get out, get out to train and then as a way to meet all these incredible people, like, I don't know, even from um, just some kids have started to come out and they want me to train them and I've been able to meet their parents. There's even a little baby that comes out. Her father brings her out to watch me and every time I shoot, she like giggles and it's the sweetest thing. It's just blessed my heart so much Um, and just different friendships and it's just been really cool because people are like, what is this random American doing in our Swiss village, you know, like And it's just been such a conversation starter and a door opener um, to just kind of tell my story and tell me what tells tell them what um, brings me here and like what my vision is. And just um, it's just given me so much purpose in this season. And yeah, just super blessed by that. Love that, Muck. Um, Even though we're so far apart, I'm so glad to hear like this experience has been super transformative for you. Um, that's awesome. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, so, um, just, like, I've talked a lot about international travels and just, like, how the Lord has been able to use soccer in that. Um, why don't you just, like, share a little bit about our trip to Kenya and Uganda last May and, you know, how that impacted our team and how it impacted you personally? Totally. So, our soccer team went to, uh, Nairobi, Kenya, and Kampala, Uganda last May, and we basically would go into the slums, run soccer clinics, talk to the people, hear their stories, tell our stories, um, and kind of just connect through the game of soccer, and honestly, it was life-changing. I think for me, this was my first ever like missions trip or uh, international travel with soccer, and the fact that 
we can relate with people across the world from us through the game of soccer is amazing. And I think such a testament to the power of the game is these people have no no real business talking to us and kind of were weary of us at first, but then we put a soccer ball on the floor and start showing them that, like, we just want to play. Like, we want to play with them and we want to connect with them. And it, it changes everything. All, all of a sudden, it's like these doors for these conversations open and now they're telling us these hard things that they're going through, these beautiful things they're going through. And honestly, really encouraging me in my own faith um, was something that I thought was so cool. And uh, as we met these people, we did a whole bunch of different like projects. And um, as we partnered with Sports Outreach, who's uh, the people on the ground there. And one of the things that I think hit me the most was we were, we went to this um, meeting with these women with HIV and AIDS and um, they're just talking about their stories and what it's like living with that condition. And um, they wanted to hear about how we are, as women were able to play soccer. And they thought that was so amazing. And I just remember just the joy that they had, even though they were telling us about these really hard things, they did it with a smile on, our, on their face. And they showed us such hospitality and they welcomed us in and they wanted to just sing with us and dance with us and laugh with us. And I just thought that was so amazing um just like the joy that people in these different places have and it's all it's crazy because we were brought there by the game of soccer you know and something mm -hmm. so small ended up being so powerful i don't know mm -hmm. it was just it was just a really cool experience and i saw such growth in our entire team honestly mm -hmm. um yeah. and my own life through throughout that whole uh trip but it's definitely cool to see the transformative power that is soccer but yeah definitely yeah thanks Brooke I mean I totally agree I had very similar takeaways from that trip well I think we're gonna wrap it up here so thank you so much to everyone who is tuned in and is listening um I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to share something that's so near and dear to both Brooke and my heart um, and that's our passion for the game of soccer. Uh, but more importantly than that, it's our passion for the Lord and our passion for building uh, these relationships in so many different ways, whether that's through hardship and injury or from travel um, and just similar uh, loves for the game. So we're grateful and hope everyone has a great rest of your day and week. God bless.